Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 170. I'm your host, Tyler Singh. Thank you so much for joining us. And with me as always are two co-hosts. Let's start with Steven. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, I just got back, well, I got back on Sunday from a weekend trip up in the mountains. Uh, did some hiking, did a lot more drinking, uh, played some bowling, and had a couple times we played some Switch games, played a little Mario Party and Mario Maker 2 and like some of the OG Mario game. I think there was like a free one on the uh, on the switch, or they, he he had one downloaded. So that's what we we spent the yeah. whole time doing that. That was fun. Watched a couple horror movies up in the mountains, just trying to like, you know, get in the zone, uh, as it were. Uh, but I did get to play some Mario Maker two this week. I got to play some Breath of the Wild. I started playing that again. Um, I actually, it's funny. Today I, I got I played a lot of Breath of the Wild. I've never beaten it. But I've played a lot of it. But I did find two shrines that I never found before. I'm like, this would be my third playthrough, even though they haven't been full playthroughs. But it, it is funny how that works. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, good. I, I had softball yeah. a practice for softball today. Uh, going to have a tournament this weekend for the 4th of July tournament. So that'll be fun, probably, hopefully. Yeah. Should be. Spe- speaking of 4th of July, Graham. Is it um, It is. It is America's birthday today so if you're listening on the show uh, if you're listening through itunes or whatever we're recording this on the fourth of july and uh so hi happy fourth of july everybody in twitch and graham i know this is an extra special day from you being from canada oh yes so extra special <laughs> yeah but uh but happy fourth of july out there to everybody and i uh, hope you have slash had a safe one and you're not the subject of any articles about you know man loses whatever uh, from a fireworks accident. But, <laughs> you know, I, I read one of those like uh, pieces that was put together with a bunch of different stories, you know, over the past few years. And some of them are truly just well-earned, I think, um, by the individuals involved for what they decided was a good idea at the time. But Graham, uh, how are you doing on uh, this America's birthday today? Well, first of all, I might not be in America, but I say happy July 4th. Um, mm-hmm. Up here, we celebrate Canada Day on July 1st. And mm-hmm. I was actually away for the weekend, uh, went camping. So basically, as far as video games, didn't get a lot of time in. I also did pick up uh, Super Mario Maker 2, but uh, I've been just really tired trying to recover from my long... Uh, camping trip and stuff like that like especially being out in the heat and stuff like that that can be really tiring so i haven't got to play a lot of games um but the weather has been really good if you like it really hot i guess hasn't been raining too much but yeah no it's been great uh happy canada day to my canadian listeners i know they're out there hopefully they had a safe weekend <laughs> and enjoyed it yeah and stayed away from the the mosquitoes because they were a bit thick at times but yeah, now yeah. I'm back into the work mode and stuff like that. Kind of wish I wasn't, you know, you know, it takes a little while to get back into work because like the days just seem so long. You're like, uh, I remember two days ago when I didn't have to do this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, getting back into the swing of things and stuff like that. So uh, ready to how, how many going, yes. how many pure like full five day work weeks have you had Graham, in the last like month? Not sure. 
I'd have, not many, right? I have to check my calendar and do some yeah. counting, but uh, so not, not a whole lot. It's yeah, it's got to be hard to kind of get back into that grind mm -hmm. after you know the, the run that you've had. So, but all right, uh, grants do well, students do well, Stephen. Well, we're at. Why don't you tell everybody how they can join our community? Yeah, so the easiest way to do that would be to head on over to Facebook, or actually Twitch would be the easiest. Twitch at TXH Gaming Hub. From there, you can find links to Discord, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And we'd love to have in Facebook the Gaming Hub forums. I, I'm still I'm rusty. Uh, it's been a minute since I had to do this, even though I did it last week, I think. Uh, <laughs> so head on over to the the Gaming Hub forums on facebook you can get links to discord and twitter and all that fun stuff we have a lot of great conversations going on in both places facebook and discord and even on twitter uh and you we you can get in play with other people just talk about random stuff they were talking about food today in discord that food's a, a popular subject all, always but video um, games are there too uh we do because you know we're a gaming show and we talk a lot and play a lot of video games so if you want people to play with we're an older community i think uh we have a lot of really cool people in it so you can find a lot of good friends i think and we'd love to have you join that uh you can go to twitter txh gaming hub follow us there shoot us an email at the gaming hub podcast at gmail.com you can you know leave us a review a comment a question whatever have you just give us your thoughts if you like something, didn't, whatever, we love hearing from you. You can head on over to YouTube at the Gaming Hub Podcast. A lot of great YouTube videos up that we put up from E3 and even some post E3 stuff. And we have a lot more coming in the in the near future. So head on over there. Uh, mm -hmm. Tyler. Yeah. So to, to answer a Twitch question real quick, uh, Graham is wearing a Gaming Hub polo right now. I uh, am. If you're watching video. Modeling yeah, here. He is, and we we got those free three. Uh, we all we all had them there. So uh, if if everybody likes them, maybe at some point we'll add those into the store. We'll try to find a way to do that as well, uh, so you can uh, get one of those. But uh, they were they were nice to have at E three for sure because they're pretty lightweight. So E uh, three got a little warm with you know being around fifty thousand of your best friends every day. So all right, uh, as far as supporting the show, we'd love to have you do that. And just going to our stores is one way to do that, but. Uh, a couple of, a couple other ways to do it. One, Twitch, like Stephen talked about, TXH Gaming Hub there. Uh, we broadcast every episode live on Twitch. And uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And if you choose to use that announcement to help support our show and our community, it goes a long way to helping us uh, do things like make trips to E3, give better giveaways for the community, uh, run some cool promotions, get better equipment, all that good stuff. So it does that. We really appreciate that. We also have a Patreon uh, patreon.com slash gaming hub and we did change up our reward system on patreon a little bit here because we we're kind of thinking about it and talking about it and we did one giveaway a month for patrons which you know is cool but at the end of the day only at most 12 patrons a year win that giveaway and that's if we have a different winner every single month but we decided to change it up a little bit. So for being a patron, you are entered into now a weekly giveaway that we'll announce at the end of the show. But that way, uh, if you decide to sign up today for Patreon when you're listening, then on episode 171, you'll be entered to win. Uh, and it'll be a $10 gift card each time. But it'll be to the console of your choice. And you can let us know which one you want as soon as your name is announced. Uh, so, like I said, head over to patreon.com slash gaming hub and you can and, uh, become a patron at anywhere between the $2 and $25 levels and you get different cool rewards based on what you do there. 
All right. Did I miss anything, Stephen? No, I think you're good. Okay. Because uh, I'm getting back in the swing of things too here. It's been, yeah, it's been a good month. I think we've only done that show once in the last month, and everybody out there is probably like, thankfully. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, Not again. <laughs> so yeah, it's back. Sorry until you know June of next year, unless you want to you know go to Patreon and send us to Gamescom or something. You might get another month off of it then. But uh, uh, anyway, guys, let's uh, let's get out of the intros and head into news and. Not a lot of the way of actual, like, news stories this week. We didn't expect it. We are sort of in the, the video game news abyss right now, being still posting three and before the big releases of late summer, early fall. But, thankfully, every week you get a couple things to jump out, and usually it's on the side of people doing kind of dumb things or making dumb decisions. And we certainly have our share of that, in new state, but I want to start with something a little bit different, potentially much bigger. We all thought last year, guys, uh, Steven and Graham, that, you know, Xbox made it pretty clear at E3 2018 that we were going to see two SKUs of Scarlet. One was going to be Anaconda, and what was the other one called? Lockhart. Um, Lockhart, yes. So we're going to see both those. Well, now they're walking that back pretty hard. And the, the thought is now, the prevailing thought is that we're only going to get one SKU at launch next fall. And that, you know, we're not going to get those two price points. We're going to get one to go up against the PlayStation 5. Good idea or bad idea? What do you think? I know, you know, um, uh, Unlocked this week said they thought it was a really good idea. Uh, what do you guys think? Good idea or bad idea? Um, I'll go first. I think yeah. it's a good idea because they showcase that their their other focus is on xCloud gaming, which they say they're going to use the Scarlet Blades uh, for it. So, like, instead of... Because they'll be, like, spread too thin, I figured. If you're working on Project... Or not Project Scarlet. If you're working on Anaconda and Lockhart and xCloud gaming and stuff like that, it just seems like... You're just too spread out. So I feel like they're like, okay, what are our main focus? Our main focus is next-gen console and xCloud gaming. So I think they're actually going smart with this. Um, now, the other Xbox was to be more of a lower price point one, but isn't that what the Xbox One SAD is, basically? That's like your lower price entry level no, there. No, it's not, and that's though. A it's not. That's, that's not next-gen. Even though it's pretty much... The same thing, just regurgitated of their other console. But no, this way, now they have less to focus on and stuff like that. So I think it'll give a better product. And like I said, it's not spread too thin. So I think they're making the right decision. See, and Steven, now Graham just kind of went down the Phil Spencer road. And I love Phil Spencer. I think that much has been made clear on this show over time. But he basically said last week that, you know, well, we have the the, the, the sad he did, obviously, he doesn't call it that, but we have the sad as that other box. You know, do you buy that argument or do you think that's just sort of convenient, a convenient way of saving face right now? Uh, shoot. Kind of convenient. I think they they were planning to do two new consoles, a like powerful one and a like cheaper option. And mm -hmm. I think they changed it, and then they were like, well, we already did kind of release one, and that was one of the two, and boom, saved face, boom. Like, slam dunk, 
but not a slam dunk. It was like the slam dunk that, you know, you dunk it and you, you turn around and just realize the ball popped out, you know? Um, actually, that probably doesn't happen as often. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Terrible with basketball mm-hmm. references. <laughs> <laughs> the dude that shoots the three, you know, and then he like turns around thinking it's going in. It happened to the Lakers a couple of years ago. I can't remember who did it. And well, he like turns around. Basketball, like I'm your guy. Well, right? I, I, I'm just saying. Like, I, I Graham, like, you're a basketball expert. Yeah, it's true. You guys should have heard him in the Uber. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no, I. I can't decide if I think this is a good idea or a bad idea. Like. I wanted the option to have the more powerful one. But, Tyler, we were talking yesterday, and you mentioned, like, PlayStation would smartly use this as a way to be, like, you know, we're more powerful than the Xbox, like, less console. But they wouldn't – they would word it as such where the consumers wouldn't – They wouldn't know. Yeah, they wouldn't They would just think it's more powerful than the Xbox, so they'd go buy the PlayStation Sony would market the crap out of it and dominate Mm -hmm. that. Now, Mm -hmm. what could happen – is Xbox released a console one year in and then, or like on day, you know, when the new console comes out, just release one. And then a couple of years later, maybe have the more powerful one similar to that one X, but maybe a little sooner though. That might be stupid. Cause that'll, I'll be very unhappy if that happens. If I'm yeah. a day one Xbox person and like, it's like two years later, they release a more powerful one. I'll be very unhappy. So, yeah. And I, I go back and forth on this because, like I said, or like you said, we talked about this last night, and there are some valid reasons to just release one skew. But when you're in second place and you don't have the cult following that PlayStation, that brand has amongst its you know fans, it's, it's a very loyal fan base there. When you don't have that, if you try to please everybody, all you're going to do is piss off everyone. Because people care about In my opinion, people care primarily about one of two things. They care about power or they care about price. And actually, I'll throw in a third. They care about games. So it's those three things. And Xbox doesn't have the games. We know that right now until we see what they're actually doing with their new studios. We can say all day long they're all going to be great and wonderful. We don't know yet. So we just know they're making a much more sincere effort towards it. So it's having a broad portfolio of games than they had in the past, or library games. So we know that. But right now, that, that point goes to PlayStation. Okay, On price, if you come out with something that is the same price as the PlayStation 5, you don't have the loyalty uh, that PlayStation does, and you're going to lose. You just are. So why not put out one that's more powerful and another one that beats them on price, and you win on both fronts. You're able to take care of the people who care about price. Because there are plenty of parents out there that are just going to go and they're going to say, well, one's 400, one's 500. I'm buying the one that's 400 because guess what? That's what they did in 2013. And and then there's a, a segment of people out there that are the super early adopters that are that listen to shows like this and watch a lot of gaming stuff on YouTube, etc. that will care about power and specs and they'll want that more powerful box right away. So by doing none of those, by by compromising on both, I think you're handing it to Sony early on. I just do. And Steven, I agree with you. If they if they come out with a box and then like a year or two later say, oh, here's what we meant to do with Anaconda, that's just going to tick people off. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you got – go ahead. Go that, ahead. I mean, that – if I hear rumors of that happening closer to the new consoles releasing, I'm going to go to PlayStation because yeah. – especially if I don't hear from them because I know I'm going to get – 
probably some pretty good games pretty quickly. Um, and Xbox could still, you know, convince me otherwise at E3 next year, but they didn't this year. But I, I, I did give them a, a one-year extension, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if there's rumors, man, I'll get the PlayStation first and then wait for the new Xbox. There's no reason I need the new Xbox day one, especially if it's just Halo coming out. Like, I do love Halo, but that is not a reason to get the new console, you know? In, in Phil, my opinion. Yeah, Phil did say definitively during E3 week that they have zero plans to release a second version of the new uh, Project Scarlet at any point during next gen. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. how how long was it between the PS4 Pro and the Semi Pro? You mean the well, no, the original PS4. PlayStation Four and the Pro and the Pro. Yeah. So the yeah. original was 2013, November 2013, and then the Pro was. Um, 2017, yeah. So it was like four years? Spring of 2017. Three and a half. Three and a half. See, so you're talking about like two years. So they almost did it with that. Um, And I feel like after... Yeah, but Grand PlayStation has so much goodwill built up with their fans. Like, they have a loyal following. They can get away with a lot of things Xbox can't. Let's just be honest about that. That's just true. It's true. And just because they're not releasing two, like, new consoles... Like, they still have the other console, and they still have the One X, which is a really powerful one. And if they lower the price point on that, then I don't think there's any need to have Project, or have Lockhart. So, yeah. I, like, I, I don't well, think they're doing anything wrong by just focusing on one. But, Graham, what, what makes you think that if they only do one, it's going to be what they had in mind for Anaconda? Um... Uh, well, nothing really says that for sure, but I feel like it is. Like, why wouldn't you make it the most powerful one? Like, because then you might have to charge more money, and yep. the rumors are out there that the PlayStation 5 is going to be more powerful. And that looks like they've been kind of debunked. We don't know. And we're not going to know anything until probably next yeah. year. But, it's speculation right now. Yeah. But I... I don't see them rolling out if they're just doing one box. I don't see them rolling out what was going to originally be Anaconda because it'll cost too much money. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, on a personal level, it doesn't really matter. My next console is Xbox. It it don't matter what PlayStation puts out. So, for me, it's not, they don't have to be competitive. But I know there's, some people that are on the fence and then there's some people that are just loyal to the Xbox brand. So I know you got to appeal to people that are on the fence because you want to take those uh, fans or whatever from PlayStation. So I get it. And to me, it's, it's not a big deal, but I know for the hardcore gamers it is. So I'm sure they're thinking about that and they want to put out more, more powerful one, but I know they're not going to take compromise in price if it's worth that much. But like you said before, mm-hmm. Microsoft could take more of a hit on the price in PlayStation. So maybe yeah, they will do that. Well, yeah, they can. But And they did say recently they have a good understanding of what competitive pricing looks like or something to that effect. But do they? Because they put out the all digital, the sad, at a price point that none of us thought they would ever imagine doing. Yeah, I that's true. And same with the One X. I mean, I remember because I was a listener back when you guys were speculating on price, and you guys were like four hundred or like three fifty. I heard thrown around, and it was five hundred. Yeah, I think I was uh, and right. Then, 
if if I remember correctly. Mm, uh, no, Graham was. Graham did say 500. Well, I wasn't on the show yet. I said four. You could have been right before. Yeah. But ever since I joined, Graham's never been right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But that no, the Xbox One at like the sad was a terrible price structure like you could get the one s with the disc drive for cheaper mm-hmm. now i know that wasn't the msrp or the suggested retail price right but every every chain was selling the one s for cheaper than the sad and you got the backup disc mm-hmm. drive just in case like you didn't have to use it if you didn't want it but it was there so i don't know why you yeah. wouldn't if you were looking at i thought it would be a 200 dollar box maximum. 199 us like I thought, one fifty would be a perfect point to put that at. Yeah. Actually, because um, like I, that... I've I've heard many a times that these companies they don't make any money on the hardware. Most of the time they lose money, right? But it's all about yep. making it back on software. And if you throw out the the sad, if they if they would have put out the sad at one fifty, and you I feel like you'd get a lot of people buying in at that point. You would, and that's, that's a great point because the sad is the one the sad's the one you want to take the loss on. Yeah, you know, it's because that is where you get people into the family, so to speak, and say, you know, hey, I love Game Pass. That's great value, you know, and I I love some of these uh, smaller games that Xbox offers as part of that platform. And I really like EA Access, even though I think as of now, uh, you can get it on Sony, if not now, very soon. Yes. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, why not use that console to get them in? And even if it's their second console, they already have a PS4. Get them in. Yep. And late in generation, you know, you, you do tend to see some big AAAs late gen. Uh, Sony's going to have quite a few. But Xbox isn't, other than Gears. I don't consider Ori a AAA game. And uh, Gears is basically it for the Xbox One. So why not get them in, see the library, play the library, play all these games they haven't played because they bought a PS4. And... Get them thinking about buying the next gen console. So, anyway, that's uh, that. I think that's it on that. Um, let's move into guys the wonderful world of electronic arts and their astounding ability to just be completely out of touch on everything. <laughs> So this week, uh, article surfaced where another EA executive, you know, was just dumbfounded by the fact that so many gamers just don't like EA all that much. And, you know, they basically summed it up by saying it was about mistakes they made with their games, but they really try hard and they all love gaming and they just don't understand why people are so hard on them. There are people out there that are hard on them because of everything, right? Well, they love to pile on, but I think the core issue here that they just don't, I don't know if they don't get it or they just refuse to acknowledge it, is the microtransactions. Which one do you guys think it is? Uh, Well, microtransactions. I just, yes, I don't think they understand why people don't like it. Or, Or is it that they're just so desperately trying to find a narrative that makes it not the fault of microtransactions. Because they're in that mode right now, too. You know, they're trying to call them everything under the sun that makes them seem fun and innocent, you know? Yeah. I I, I don't get how EA doesn't get it. Uh, I don't either. 
I don't. Like, do I like a lot of the things that EA's done? Sure, I guess. There's been some games I've enjoyed. Yeah. But, I mean, the microtransaction things are ridiculous. And Ultimate Team's not really the problem. It's... No. Uh, it was... The Battlefront was the, the nail in the coffin. Like, too, they just yeah. were trying to nickel and dime people out of, you know, money. And they just... They, mm-hmm. they got the little dollar signs in their eyes. And it's just... And it, it hurt them. And then they're like, well, we don't understand what we did wrong. I just... I don't get it. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is going to go down as the, you know, that moment um, that just changed the game. It it turned the tide and changed the entire narrative about microtransactions. Um, Gamers at that point were done. And, you know, because it it was way over the line. It was taking something and making it part of progression and part of the core experience of the game. And you had to spend money to get there faster. Yeah. And not only be that, it, it was ahead, a Star Wars game too. Like one of yeah. the yep. most beloved just, franchises out there. And they're like, they just looked at it and they saw like dollar signs. Like, how can we get more money? People love this yes. game. They'll just yeah. throw money at us just for it being Star Wars. Yeah. So I, I'll I, tell you how, how you do this, how you should have done it. Okay. <laughs> you should have, you should have put out, the full game like and not made people buy the characters and stuff make it easily attainable mm-hmm. then you charge cosmetics so you can change yes. like the lightsabers or like the color of han solo's outfit and you could kind of you know yep. make them their own thing right and yep. you you add to it and who cares if it's not in i don't care if it's not in canon i want a purple lightsaber like mace windows you know or an orange one or anything the old republic has mm-hmm. like I love their lightsaber customization. And if you made a good game that didn't charge like microtransactions, it was pay to win basically in a lot it of was. ways. It no, really if was. You didn't do that. And you charge cosmetics the same way Fortnite does. Like Fortnite mm-hmm. does cosmetics perfectly. Same with Rocket League. Uh, Smite yep. as well. I can name a few games that like, you don't have to pay very much to get the full experience. Everyone else's. But if you want like, the skins or the voice, you know, change new announcers. Like you could have put announcers in the game, right? Mm-hmm. You could have had, I don't know, you could try to pay like Ray and got her to if you wanted that or Yoda or so. You know what I mean? Like you could have done all yeah. of this and charged well, money and people would have been happy to pay it because it doesn't affect yeah. the game itself. But when you pay $60 for a game and then feel like you don't get the full game, that's when people are pissed. It's yes. Star Wars. And, and here's the thing, like, I, I'm with that argument 90% of the time, including here. The the one place I'm really not with it is with the Ultimate Team part. That's a, a separate thing for me. But the but in this case, you're 100% right. The only thing I don't think they would have been able to do is the lightsabers. I know we're getting off track and we're getting into this Battlefront talk here. But uh, um, Lucasfilm was really protective of that canon. And I think, you know, they wouldn't want Luke Skywalker holding a purple lightsaber. But what you could do... They say, okay, Luke Skywalker, base character in the game, is going to be wearing his Return of the Jedi, you know, clothes, yeah, um, costume. But if you want Luke Skywalker from A New Hope, or you want Luke Skywalker from Bespin, or from Hoth, yep. five bucks, you know, and you can get that that version of the the costume for the character. And I I think a lot of people would have done that. Or if you want, you know, as an icon next to your gamer tag you know up in the corner it shows your rank or whatever if you want to be like the death star or something you know a dollar for that like that's the type of stuff you should be doing 
because it doesn't impact the experience of the game. And it still gets people that little extra experience that really love the lore, uh, in this case of Star Wars or of any other game. And, you know, they can, they can both, everybody's happy at that point. Yeah. Um, could you, you could probably change the blaster bolt color too, though. Like, would that really, I, I get the, I guess, Luke not having yeah. a purple lightsaber, even though it's stupid. Mm. I like, know, but they're, it's like, you know, I know, they're just really protective of it. I know. And, um, yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you could do things like that. I don't, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. And I, I think especially if you offer Disney, like, hey, we'll give you X percentage of, you know, the the profits on these transactions. I think they loosen up on that canon, those canon requirements very quickly. Yeah. But, you know, Disney's no, Disney's not allergic to money. Nope. Well, and, about that. yeah. And I mean, that is like you kind of full segue back to the full circle. Mm-hmm. I mean, back to the, you know, original point. And, and the reason EA like people don't like them is because it does seem like they're just trying to get every single penny out of mm-hmm. their consumers. And if and it feels are. like that, and they have been like, mm-hmm. people are going to be not happy, you know? And, that, and that's the thing. It's it, every company does that. I mean, let's be clear. It's, but EA makes you feel like they are. And yeah. that's what's wrong. And you're right. It's, it's like, you know, I've said it many times on the show. So many EA games just reek of like being thought up and conceived in some boardroom, like meeting room at corporate where they're like, so what kind of game can we make that'll make us a lot of money? And then they build from there. Whereas you see some of EA's best games have been games like Unravel, this generation that there was so much passion behind that game. And you could see it in the guy who made it, the guy who ran the company that made it. And, you know, the Battlefront even had a lot of good things going for it. And Battlefront 2, but by all accounts right now, is a totally different and much better game than it was two years ago. But whether or not that's okay is a topic for another time. Yeah. We had that discussion too. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why EA doesn't understand. Because I buy as many or more games from EA than I do from any other publisher. Because every year I'm good for Madden and NHL. Sometimes FIFA. I've kind of given up on Need for Speed. I think we've, I think that ship has sailed in terms of having hope for that. But then when there's a Battlefront, I get it because I always hope that it's going to be better. When, you know, this this year I'm obviously going to get Jedi Fallen Order. I get, you know, I get Battlefield every time. And so I get a lot of games. It just sucks to see them always have that approach. You know who else is really guilty of this, by the way, who doesn't get the flack they should? because EA takes most of it, is Activision. Activision has turned Call of Duty into a microtransaction fest. Yeah. But I think, actually, I think they have started getting it. I know people that won't yeah. buy Activision games because they're Activision, and they've ruined their favorite mm-hmm. franchise. I mean, Ubisoft's pretty bad at this, too. Like, It's just because it's not Star Wars, it, you know, it helps keep them under the radar, Mm-hmm. A bit, you know, and that's really where yeah. EA shot themselves in the foot, because it they did it to Star Wars, where there were people that were not even big gaming fans, but probably big Star Wars fans that got that game just because it was a new Star Wars game and they wanted to play something in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then so people were upset, right? Yeah. Uh, because Ubisoft, remember For Honor? Like For Honor's unlockables were just insane. You had to spend something yeah. like six thousand yeah, dollars to unlock everything, unless mm-hmm. you wanted to spend sixty thousand hours. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just and that and that thinking. game wasn't nearly anywhere near as fun right. as it needed to be to do that. So, yeah, but, yeah. Well, like oh, you mentioned earlier about uh, unravel and stuff like that. It seems like they're trying to do damage control. Sort of like how can we be more like show yeah. that we're more for the gamers than the money, money, mm-hmm. money, and they're like, oh, we're we're like not taking any of the money away from these independent uh, studios. We're like, they're getting hundred percent of the profit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they realize that they're, they've kind of tainted the name of EA and everyone just thinks, so oh, they're money grubby and stuff like that. So they're trying to be like, okay, we need to do some damage control. We need people to think, okay, they're not so bad now, which I think is going to take a long, lot of time and they need just to stay oh, yeah. away from, the whole pay to win thing, like the next person who brings that up, be like, "You're fired." <laughs> but no, yeah. like, but I think they're they're finally learning, and that's why they're like, "Why is everyone hating on us?" It's like, well, you've given a lot of reason, and it's kind of like your your credit. Like when your if your credit's been really bad, it takes a long time to build it back up and get it good again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think they need like a few years of not making these terrible decisions and like not being so thoughtless. So I, and well, I yeah. think they are making the right steps too, by like supporting these independent studios. Oh, for sure. So they should just keep going with that. And I don't see no reason why they'll stop. For sure. And just don't talk about it. Like they deserve credit for it. Yeah. You know, like when they announced that Jedi phone order was going to have zero microtransactions, they, they like waited for applause, you know, um, don't, don't expect credit for that, for doing what, it's just the right thing and the last thing i want to say on this for you know see if you guys have anything else but i think the um i think the push to make them illegal i think is wrong i don't think they should be illegal i think companies just have to be better at responding to what fans don't want in games and i don't think fans really have a problem with microtransactions until it breaks the core experience of the game and alters it to the point where it's now pay to win across the board in a game yeah I that mean, they already bought uh, go ahead yeah go. you don't want us to hate you stop doing microtransactions like you're just trying to get money out of us at least hide yep. it better you know um yeah i mean yeah well i, I shouldn't make that joke <laughs> no but, don't do that <laughs> um yeah, no, like, do what Fortnite does. I mean, hashtag <coughs> segue here. Uh, yes. But yeah, Fortnite <laughs> is, like, the gold standard for microtransactions, right? You don't need to, you don't need them to play, but people like to support, at least at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know now. I think it might be a different crowd playing that game. But early on, I knew a lot of people that bought the bought microtransactions from Fortnite to support them because, well, they had made a fun game that didn't charge a lot of money or any money to play, at least for the Battle Royale. And then, you you know, you could just buy the cosmetic stuff and it, it didn't make the game any different. Like, it didn't play any different. It just looked different. And I know people that like that. And that's how you do it, right? So well, they, yeah, and they are... Yeah, and EA is starting to respond with some things to the pressure that's on them, either whether it's legislative pressure from different governing bodies of different countries or just from fans or both. But for example, Madden this year, they have missions in ultimate team instead of, you know, just solos and the missions tell you exactly what you get for completing it. And the, the big payout, like Steven, you played ultimate team. So, you know, like when you go through those huge, like gauntlet things, right. You don't get the big card until the very last one. 
Like you finish that and then you get the big prize or whatever. And then you get other things along the way, great, but you don't get the big thing until the end. That's different this year. It's not that way. So you get significant things along the way and it tells you exactly when and exactly what and what you have to do to get it. So I think that's better. It's taking away some of, you know, what people would call that slot machine, you know, sort of uh, um, experience in those games. But last point I'm going to make on this, Graham, you're a big NHL fan. I remember back in 2010-ish, 2011, maybe 12, I don't know. But in EASHL, in that mode where you create your own player, join a team with friends and compete against other teams of human control players, um, there was an option in there to at launch where you could pay 10 bucks to get your skater bumped up to like 85s and everything. I remember that. I remember that. Do you remember a huge outrage about that, Graham? Uh, I remember it was like backlash, and I remember like facing those people and like. Was there backlash though? Like, really? Was there compared to anything like now? Well, there always is. Definitely not like it is now. But I remember beating those people with my like seventy-eight whatever it was, and it's like Mm. there. I know that that always did feel good. Money, right? But I won't lie, I totally spent the $10. But the my point, though, is that, yeah, some people care. The hardcore fans of NHL care. But I think the only, people, the only reason people care about Ultimate Team now is because it has started to seep into things they really do care about, like um, Battlefront and like Battlefield or, you know, and, and other EA games and then in, on, for other publishers, too. And Ultimate Team's kind of seen as the beginning of it all. And the sports games were seen as the beginning of it all. So, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Ultimate Team is a different deal. Anyway, all right, guys. So segue, Stephen. Uh, Fortnite. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Uh, I know you have something you wanted to talk about here. Yeah, I mean, it was a slow news week, right? Because post E three, kind of in the summer, it just that's how it works. And I saw like Fortnite was getting a Stranger Things three, like thing in game event and i knew they had one for john wick and i knew they had one for end game and it got me thinking and i'm like i wonder who pays who for that right does fortnite pay to have like end game and thanos in there uh or does marvel pay fortnite to put their character in because to be honest neither of them need each it might not be a case of money changing hands but that's very unlikely more you know to be honest but both of them are very, very popular, and they don't really need one or the other, right? Uh, at least with Fortnite and, and Marvel. Now, I imagine Netflix might have play, paid Epic to put Stranger Things in Fortnite. Could be wrong on that. I don't know. I, I'm just speculating. But it, it got me thinking, like, how long before we see a lot more games do this? Now, I know Rocket League had, like, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and I think might have had the Warhog from Halo as well. Uh, and there's been some other games mm. that that had oh that's right someone pointed out in twitch chat that and i did forget this endgame had them they played fortnite in endgame uh so it yeah. was a dual agreement you're right that thank you thank you for pointing that out yeah. mortem gamer on twitch see join twitch get your name called out mm-hmm. on the show uh but back to the thing uh it, how long before we see this in other games and how many more games try to do something like this like we're not going to see it from indie titles but we're going to see it from we could see it from triple a games i mean movies have advertisement in them all the time you know you see mm-hmm. like starbucks cups right or like a macbook the the character uses a macbook all the time right like that's product oh, yeah. 
are we ever going to see that in video games uh, to the point where we just get because at at some point it's going to be very jarring because we, we, we already have not, well we have in some cases but yeah no you're right not across I the mean board. sports games have ads but yep. I feel like that's kind of a tooth it, it's realistic in some ways because you know yeah. you watch the Angels or the Twins or whoever plays and you're watching the ballpark and you see ads everywhere right football basketball all of them mm-hmm. Oh, in soccer, they have it on their jerseys or their kits for you English yeah. folks. Um, but when are we going to see it in games like Halo, right? Or even like Skyrim's or probably not Skyrim so much because it's... Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like some of the more... The games set in modern times, like are we ever going to see stuff like that? Sure. I, I think it's tough to do in even a game like Halo, a sci-fi game, because how do you advertise for Pepsi, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. a, in a space shooter? Um, but... <laughs> Pepsi You're right. Like, future. Sports games are an obvious one, right? Uh, racing games are an obvious one mm-hmm. because you can it, like Forza could easily put on all the billboards that are out there, yep. advertisements for different things, right? Um, you know, if they wanted to, if they could even put like cup holders in, in the interior of the car, and you could have like a Coke in there or something, and uh, that. I'm sure it would take off some people. I personally wouldn't care. It's not going to make me want to buy Coke or not want to buy Coke. Yeah. Um, but some people would absolutely be really upset about it. Well, people I, just like to be upset about everything. Well, yeah. People need something to be really upset about. At least some people do. That's how but, Twitter keeps going. <laughs> yes. And and YouTube in many cases. Yeah. But, so, <laughs> but, I mean, we could also argue like NBA 2K was 18, 19? Um, mm-hmm. that they had ads before games and stuff like like unskippable ads that played yeah. during the loading screen, and that made people very not happy. Well, let let's talk and about that for different. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So, what do you guys think of that? I I'll be honest. I I guess the unpopular opinion. I I don't have I suppose that big of of an issue with it. Um. Depending on whether it's a forever thing or not, I, I guess. But they, they had just sold the game for three dollars. You got the game for three bucks, and then they capitalized on that new traffic by putting an unskippable ad in the game. I I guess I don't see the issue. They were with there that. when you people you paid just got sixty dollars. So you are you saying that was okay then? Were they in the game when they, when it was sixty? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what people. Yeah, because that the ratings on that game were never good, like on the Xbox Store. Okay, so if it's in there on a $60 game, I guess that's a little different. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's I, ever, I if just, you're paying for I, it, there shouldn't be ads in the game. I you wish can, they would just raise the price of the damn game to $75 next gen and be done with it and just say, this no, is what we're going to budget on now. It's never going to, Tyler. What, microtransactions I know they're are going to stay. So they'll raise they prices, but then microtransactions and these ads are going to stay. So, no, I don't yeah. want them to raise the price because. Everything else is going to stay there. So you're just costing me right. more money out of pocket. They yeah, sh- that's um, true. I, I liked how any I can only vouch for NHL because that's the only game I played. But for like ESHL, like if you wanted to get more pucks that you buy cards with, they always had this little advertisement that you could watch, like a little car commercial yeah, or different. whatever. That's and you different. Get that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I like when they incorporated ads like that. Mm. But I don't like when they force you. And another thing too, I know YouTube is free or whatever like that. But I remember when they like 
there was no ads. And now you go to watch something and then they'll like throw an ad like halfway through it. It's like, okay. But but I get that. That's a free service. Well, Graham, but as we kids. have a YouTube channel, um, you know, I encourage everybody to stay through ads. <laughs> I know. But it, it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, All right. So I, I, think, I, I think they tried to police <laughs> it a little bit. Actually, I think YouTube's got getting worse with their ads. I now have two ads before a lot of videos that are very, very yeah. I, I shouldn't be complaining because I, I mean, it is free content, yeah. but I, well, I, ads are just annoying. They and and I'll, I'll tell you one of the most annoying things for me, and this is why you know I, I sort of defended Ultimate Team before, but here's why Ultimate Team gets a bad name, and I agree with this. You open up Madden, and Steve, we're going to get Madden on day one, and we're going to load it up. And what's the first screen you're going to see as soon as you hit A to load the game? I'm not going to be loading it up Madden on day one, but you are. And can you just can you just play along for fun? <laughs> you're going to see and... Ultimate Team every like those, but that's those aren't ads. Like that is just you know getting you to go to one place inside the game that's already in the game. Well. It's pushing you to head to a place where you can potentially spend money. Yeah, that, but to I mean, me, is an advertisement. That and is not the, to me. So, that is not the same as what I'm talking about. By the way, I did look it up. So the ads were not in the game originally, but because of all the discounts, they did get added. However, they got added for anybody that had the game. So people that paid sixty dollars yeah. still got ads before games, and that's not cool. I mean, you're paying sixty dollars for a game. I want to see an ad. Like, I'll, I'll go to NBA. Well, I mean, I. I wouldn't because I don't play basketball games anymore, but NBA Live's gotten better, I guess. And I know that's an EA yeah. title and we've already talked about our issues there, but I don't know. I don't know why you'd be okay having ads in something you pay for. Like it'd be like if you bought a movie and then, you know, there were still ads in it. Like, is that okay? Yeah. I mean, no is the answer. No, no. <laughs> um, so no, I see your point. I just know that, like I've said on the show before, you know, games still cost the same as they did almost 20 years ago, and the cost of making them in every way has gone up, and they're trying to find ways to bridge that gap. Now, we railed, as gamers, have railed against um, what's called season passes, stuff like that, so lows have mostly gone away. We've railed against microtransactions, so that is changing. Now, advertisements, we're railing against that. It's like, you know, there's got to be a way to make... Everyone works so the industry can be as healthy as it can be and gamers can get great games to play and without having to jump through a million hoops and companies are providing good products without trying to squeeze every last penny out of people too. So there's got to be a way to do all of those things and I just feel like gamers sometimes dig in and just say no to everything and without looking at the big picture sometimes of what the, the realities of the industry are counterpoint microtransactions okay. and season passes and they've all gone up in price too like especially mm -hmm. season passes remember when season passes for call of duty were 20 dollars? now they're 50 I do. they're but now they don't exist anymore. most of the other games yeah because they were charging 50 dollars, and i bet yeah. you there's a lot of people that were not buying it now there's mm -hmm. also a lot of people but uh, even across the board uh season passes are now regularly 25 30 dollars right and Mm -hmm. that's more expensive than they used to be those are going up mic transactions are just insane and I, I i don't normally have an issue with them however if you're focusing most of your development time on microtransactions rather than the game then you know then i can complain i'm not calling yeah, i'm not calling any games out like madden i know had complaints and i don't know if it's always fair 
But I would bet that there are games that do this, and Madden mm. might have. Not this year, they, or even from the last no. two. But Certainly not 20, but maybe 19. I mean, 19 had some flaws that were certainly there in 18 as well. I, I feel like 18 and 19 were really down years for the franchise, but... Okay, um, uh, I'm just going to bring this back to topic. I think yeah, what please. Fortnite is doing is genius. It really is. Like I it was, is. I was watching at some play, and they were playing uh, with the Thanos and the Avengers add-on, and it looked so much fun. I just wanted to play it so I could have the axe and like all the weapons of the Avengers, the shield. I won't go through it all. So I think it's really smart that it brings like. I guess you'd call it pop culture, right? If it's like popular at the time, um, they bring in these things and and like some people have gotten tired of Fortnite. A lot of people haven't. They'll just keep playing it forever, whatever they throw in it. But it does like give it a little refresh and stuff like that. And yeah, no, I think it's genius. And I heard that Wreck It Ralph might be coming to it. And some people's like, I love Wreck It Ralph, and they're like, I'm gonna play Fortnite. So I think it's genius. And the fact mm -hmm. that they're like, okay, you advertise for us, we'll advertise for you, and like do that thing. Like, mm -hmm. that's genius. And Fortnite's been doing nothing but genius things. It's a free to play game, and the money that they're making from it is insane. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure they're. Oh, they're just rolling in dough. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, Scrooge McDuck uh, and DuckTales is what Epic has. Pretty uh, much. Right so, now. Graham. Grant, why do you think Fortnite has gotten more, I don't want to say criticism lately, but more people are just like, I don't like it. Because it's popular. Yeah. Why is Graham? Yeah. No, I would say because people hate on what's popular and stuff like that. And yeah. maybe even some parents, like their kid, they're, maybe they're sick and watching their kid play it and they're like, Fortnite is terrible. It's the devil or something like that, right? But it is what? the most yeah. popular thing out there right now. It, it is. By far. And, and so, you know, so what? So it's cartoony, big deal. Mm -hmm. it, it's fun for a lot of people. And, and the true irony in all of it is that the same people that are like, oh, I hate Fortnite. So, you know, it's too this and too that. Basically, it's too popular. So, you know, like you said, um, they turn around and go into comment sections and brag about how their precious PlayStation has sold the most copies. Yeah. Or probably you know, were the Call of Duty, you know, variety yeah. before that. It's just right. people like hating on the popular thing. It yes. is what it is. They, they like hating on the popular thing when it's not their favorite thing. Yeah. You know, if it's their favorite thing and it's also super popular, then that just means that they're justified in loving it, you know? So, whatever. But, yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't see any reason that, and that doing anything like this is bad. You know, for... Uh, a brand like John Wick and um, uh, Stranger Things, etc. You know, it just makes it look that much more cool by being inside of Fortnite. Yep. Right? And obviously there's no way to do cross-promotion with Stranger Things that, that's set in the 80s, so they're not going to talk about Fortnite on that show. They could. They, I mean, maybe. We have a time travel episode. <laughs> um, just do one episode to time travel to talk about Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We did our end of it. Your turn now. <laughs> Put us in the game. But I actually, I actually think it would be hilarious if in a John Wick movie, like he's playing Fortnite and he sucks. <laughs> and then he just like John, shoots like John the Wick TV. Yeah. Well, like John Wick sucks at a shooter. Yeah. You know that would be actually kind of funny. That yeah, would be. But but uh, no, I, there there are ways to do those things and. 
and have it make total sense. And I think Epic's been really smart about that. And Graham, you're right. Like it, it just makes total sense. They're really smart and there's nothing wrong with them. Like these are harmless. No. Um, and I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure there are people complaining because people complain about everything, especially when the words mm-hmm. Fortnite are in there and stranger mm-hmm. things, to be honest, because I think people don't like that sh- yeah. show as well because it's super popular. I don't like yes. it. because I don't think it's that good, but you know, teach their own. Um, it's not because it's popular. I watched like half of the first season. I just couldn't get into it. I watched the entire first season, and uh, Stephen, I'm with you. I heard but the third just, season's really, really good. Okay. Yeah, well, Carrie Car- Elwes is in the third season, and I, I think he's fantastic. So, but it's, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I just, I'm curious how many, how many other games are going to have this cross promotion stuff, right? Because I, I think, I think, I think shooters. Multiplayer shooters for sure. Yeah, I mean we're seeing Terminator and Gears, right? Yeah, that's true. Terminator and Gears. Um, Halo could have some sci-fi stuff, mate. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever see the aliens because they keep trying to make those games, but like. Yeah. You could have something like that. I don't know. I think it'd be I think it'd be super cool to see Master Chief in like Battlefront Two. Won't ever happen ever, but it'd be really cool. Or Super Smash Brothers, the next one. Yeah. Right. I think that's more likely. Yeah. So, so we'll see how how this how this yeah um, only the future knows. I mean, yes, Fortnite's going to have a lot more cross promotions for sure. I just mm. I I'm curious how many other well, games have this. What about Star Wars for Episode Nine? Well, Fortnite. Oh, uh, you might. You, yeah, I bet I bet they do. That would be. I, I bet there's something to that effect in there, and that would be huge actually mm-hmm. if they did that. So yeah, I that's a good call, Graham. I think that's very likely. So, guys, let's wrap up news by talking about PlayStation. And, you know, this is an example of, you know, a lot of times PlayStation fans, like their really loyal fan base, will take to defending PlayStation on a lot of things. But this is the, this is an exception to that. They actually um, voiced some displeasure with the PS Plus game, uh, the game offerings for July. Now, Steve, which racer was offered? Do you remember? Yeah, because it's still or still up. It's it is Horizon Chase Turbo. Okay, so that was one of them, and then uh, one of the PS uh, soccer games was the other. Yes, and that comes a month after NHL was offered as one, right? A lot of sports or, games. Yeah, so you have a lot of sports games, which you know we love here on the show, but they are pretty niche games that don't appeal to even I would say. Close to the majority of gamers. Yes, I agree. Out there. And, you know, they kind of voice their displeasure about that. And I think fairly so. Because if you offer those games, but you space them out well enough, that's fine. Not a big deal. Nobody's going to say a word. But you offer them back to back, people are going to take notice of that. And they changed it to, uh, they took PES off and changed it uh, to Detroit Become Human, which was a significant release of theirs back in 2018. So guys, thoughts on this? Like, is this is this victory for the consumer? Is it a good example of coming listening? Like, where? What do you think the catalyst of this was? Do you think it was good or not? I think it's both um, mm-hmm. good for the consumer and for the company. I mean, it like Sony listened, and the consumers complained about something that I think they kind of had have a leg. Now you could say, well, you can't complain about it being free. You shouldn't complain about free things, but then you're playing for PS Plus, so you're paying for the games that you're getting for free. Um, but, you know, 
Xbox has had issues with its games with gold. PlayStation, it, it seems to switch back and forth of like who has the weaker offering. Like sometimes just one is just significantly better. And, and PlayStation's was pretty poor with two sports games. I mean, I've never actually played a PS game because I always play FIFA. Um, so I would have liked PS, but I'm, I don't care <laughs> that I didn't get it for free, right? Whatever. You'd rather um, trip come human though, wouldn't you? I already own it, so. That but I mean, me. if you did. Yeah. But yeah, if I did, like, if I did not own any of these games, like, I would rather have Detroit, and it also comes with Heavy Rain. Oh, that was also a PS Plus game, so they, they added okay. two for the price of free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like they changed, you know, they added two games, made yeah. the same company, um, and took off their soccer game. Though I think I would have rather had the racing game taken away, but I'm not going to complain about their fix. I would have too. Um, it's just There's just preference. too many racing I just, games. I do think, like, it's it's good. It's good for PlayStation because it shows, like, this probably not going to cost them that much money. I think Detroit was on sale for, like, eight bucks the last time. So I think mm. we're we're towards the end of that, that life cycle. Um, and it just kind of makes the consumers happy, and there are times that that is smart in the business side even if you're losing a little bit of money though i don't think they're gonna yeah. lose that this year well it's a first party game too so it doesn't cost them as much yeah, yeah. exactly uh, uh graham thoughts on this uh i think they made the right choice and i think it was them listening to the fans and i think it's good for both parties as well uh so, yeah people probably just didn't want another soccer game or sports game or they just didn't want it in general and then PlayStation's like, yeah, it's a valid point. So why don't we put a Detroit Come Human? So yeah, mm -hmm. I think they made the right choice. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the only thing I'll say is, you know, close circuit to the the outrage crowds on, you know, Twitter and YouTube and Reddit and everywhere else. Um, this is what it should look like. This is an example of a community voicing a concern and a company responding to it because, as far as I know. Nobody was on there having a complete tantrum. Nobody was making threats. Nobody's doing anything like that. And, you know, and going down just a path that was just, you know, that's kind of embarrassing. Um, and, and the result was good and it happened pretty fast. So this is what it should look like. And kudos to Sony for responding in a way that takes care of their fan base. Uh, you know, they deserve credit for that. And also to Sony fans for not... You know, for saying, hey, we don't like this, but not in a way that was way over the top. And I'm sure there were a couple in there. but Probably. Yeah, but overall, it, it wasn't like that. And sadly, we don't see that type of discourse between, you know, game companies and fans um, too often anymore. It's usually very um, contentious and, uh, you know, a lot of anger behind it and distrust. And I think on both sides. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that this is an example of what we can do more in the future about, you know, things that we're not happy with, mm -hmm. I guess. So, all right. Yeah, real quick. Um, mm -hmm. So I was, I was curious because um, I wasn't quite sure if in different regions it was different PS Plus games. And mm. it, it seems like it's not. Uh, so mm -hmm. I it is kind of curious. I feel like PS would be a, the bigger market worldwide because soccer is a huge you know thing but yeah. it, i was looking and at least in the asian store or the asia region the asian region um the asia region geez louise english <laughs> hard 
Uh, it, it looks like PS is free as well. Uh, it's still free, and then they just added a couple more PS Plus games. So I'm going to look real yeah. quick. While Tyler that makes a lot of sense Xbox in religion. Europe, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, and see if it's the case. Can Can you do me a favor, too, Stephen, after you're done with that? Um, since you're in the game searching mode, can you look up FIFA 20 in Belgium for me? And see if you can find any information on Ultimate Team there. Because we've talked about that tonight, and I know it's illegal now in Belgium, so I'm interested to see what they do there. All right. Well, Graham, while she was doing that, while he's out sleuthing for us. Sleuthing. Yeah. We will. Let's talk releases for the first time in a while. Yes, first time in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with Xbox, where you can get Grass Cutter, Mutated Lawns on the 10th, Lethal League Blaze on the 12th, and Streets of Rogue also on the 12th. Seems like we should have waited another week to do releases. Um, games with Gold. Inside, great game. Great game. You can play it. Yeah, you can play it through the 31st uh, free if you have Xbox Live Gold. Rivals of Ether through the 15th, also on Xbox One. And via backwards compatibility, Castlevania Symphony, Symphony of the Night through the 15th. Steve, do you need more time? No, no, I'm good. Um, okay. Okay, yeah, so it doesn't look like PES is available in America for free. Um, they pulled it. So I don't know if yeah, it was just the uh, Asian market store not hadn't changed or what. Um, also, FIFA points are now not sold in Belgium. So I guess Ultimate Team, okay. you just can't buy the points. So you can earn them and I guess probably use them because if you're not paying them. for it, you can. That's what sure. I'd imagine. So there you go. Uh, for PlayStation-wise, we have Penn & Teller VR, frankly unfair, unkind, unnecessary, and underhanded on the 9th. We have Soul Seraph on the 10th, and then Dragon Quest Builders 2 on the 12th. And for PS Plus games, uh, you can get Detroit Become Human and Horizon Chase Turbo. Graham. Okay, for the Nintendo releases, uh, I don't know if Tyler had a huge selection to choose from, but I chose Grass Cutter Mutated Lawns because I thought it was an amazing title. Uh, it's game of the year, Graham. Game of the year. So that one is available on the 10th. Then on the 11th, you can get Tiny Metal, Full Metal Rumble. Uh, Steven, you played uh, that game, right? Yeah, I did. I played it at E3, had a blast. It's like Advanced Wars. Uh, there's actually a the I didn't. This is a sequel to the to the first one. I didn't even realize it was the first one. But yeah, if you liked Advanced Wars on the on the DS, you're gonna like this game. Very fun. Uh, Talk to the developer of it for a bit. Um, and yeah, I just had a blast. So I, I, I'm looking forward to this game, and I'll, I'll be checking it out. And weren't you amazing at this game too, if I remember correctly? Yeah, I mean, they put it on like easy, so I didn't even feel like I was amazing, but I beat it really fast. I got like the S <laughs> rank and 300 points, uh, and I was so good. The guy, like the hype Very guy there, yeah. Well, the hype guy gave me like the Final Fantasy VII like soundtrack, the fan made like remastering, I think. So that was kind of cool. But he was like, you're, I heard you're really good. And I'm like, I don't know. It was uneasy. But I'm amazing. <laughs> so if you want to play that yeah. game that Steven was amazing at, that is available on the 11th. And then on the 12th, you can get Dragon Quest Builders 2, which is also available on the Switch as well as the PlayStation. That's it. All right. All right. That's right. So let's head into questions, Steven. What do we have? All right. First question. Uh, from Riley Clark, what is your favorite adult beverage to drink on the 4th of July? <laughs> well, um, 
I I like mixed drinks. I just don't do them often because it doesn't take long with those for me. Sure. Uh, I guess uh, Bud Light or I do like the um, like strawberry, like the strawberry type thing and the watermelon flavored one. Like those are kind of good too, but they are very strong. So yeah, those one of those two. Okay, so for me, I'm going to Canada Day. And for yeah, that's what I say. Instead of July 4th, I'm going to do Canada Day. And to me, like you're outside, you're camping, you're having a good time. It's all about ice cold beers. And with it being Canada Day, I drink Molson Canadian beer. And usually they have like fancy Canadian cans for that occasion. So that's usually my choice. Is Molson actually Canadian? Because I know like Foster's is not actually from Australia. And actually, Bud Light's now up. Yeah, I think it's from Montreal. All right. Because I see yeah. Molson here. So, so Graham, speaking of camping, did I hear you say earlier that you brought your Switch camping? I didn't say I brought it with me, but I did, but I never used it. I brought it to the okay. mountains, but we were in a cabin with a TV and all that stuff. So, okay. like, Basically, that's not camping. <laughs> I overprepare. I, well, Graham, you should have learned. I don't use. You should have learned from E3, man. Oh, my man. God, yeah. yeah. No. We we all overpacked for E3 so much. Yeah, we were like, like, let's bring our Xbox. Should we bring our Switch? Like, yeah, because, you know, we have all this <laughs> free time. No, there was like zero free time, which was great. I loved that. I didn't want free time. Free time sucks. But, yeah, yeah no, Graham brought a Switch to camping because he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought it for the kids. Sure. Sure you did. And the kid in me. Were you, well, so plus, you Graham, you can... What type of camping were you doing? Tent camping? Tenting. Uh, tenting. Tenting? Yeah. Well, Graham, you can bring... I mean, you could probably bring a Switch for everyone and still That's have enough true. left over you at home to have backups for next time. You get a Switch. Yeah. Oh, everyone gets Switches. Did you bring your, like, <laughs> super-powered, like, portable charger just to charge the Switch? <laughs> well, not for the Switch, but I brought it. Yeah. <laughs> That thing was a lifesaver at E3, the, the ones that we had. That was funny, is I've been Great. using it off and on, and it still has, like, three bars of charge. I know. I haven't had to recharge it yet at all. Yeah, that's so good it's times. Great. Good times. By the way, I'll uh, answer the anyway. question, Riley Clark. Um, yeah. My favorite adult beverage is whatever beer I decide to buy. I don't have a specific one. I am currently mm. drinking a cup of Bud Light uh, because I like buying the 30 rack because it just feels like I'm saving money because I'm, you know. Same price as a 12-pack, but you get 30 of them, even though it's Bud Light, so it doesn't, get, you know, doesn't taste very good and other stuff. Uh, but, mm. well, I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, I did have some vodka sprites over the weekend. Those were delicious. Um, mm. So that might be my so, drink of choice. Or water. So real, real quick, okay. uh, Stephen, we do have a question in Twitch. How many Nintendo Switches does Graham actually have? Now, Graham, before 17. you answer this, I just want to tell Twitch here that and people listening that Graham will lie here. So... Whatever he says, just you know. Add like six. Add 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 seven, subtract one, and multiply by four. Yep. And that's the right answer. Yeah, it's like one Graham, of those uh, one of those skill testing questions. Yes. Hopefully, you know your order <laughs> of operations, or you're gonna get it completely yep. wrong. But I currently only own one. I did own two. I sold it to my roommate. So yes. So. Okay. You're making fun of it's all lies. I only own one. It's uh, <laughs> how many Wii U's do you own? I own 
two, I think. Ooh, I should buy one off you. I've been wanting a Wii U. How in the world do you have more Wii U's than Switches? Well, one Wii U is in a box sealed and never been opened. So that's, that's where they all should be. No, <laughs> there's so many good games on the Wii U. Yeah, there's good games. I want one. I do want a Wii U. There's okay. a few games I, I want to play. There is. You Especially... can play Super Mario Maker, the first one. You can play Breath that. of the Wild. I don't care about that either. I have no, the sequel Twilight and Princess. Breath of the Wild. That is one. The Wind Waker is another. Tokyo and Mirage FE Sessions is the third. You know, Nintendo actually had their, like, online back then, and you could get the old games. Yeah, Black Flag was on it, too. Assassin's Creed. Okay, Graham, talk about... The Nintendo, like, first-party games, like the exclusives. Oh. Oh, okay. Those are the ones I want to play. I don't want to play the ones I already play on the Xbox, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah stuff you can play elsewhere. The exclusives yes. will be the ones. But, all right, let's yeah. go to the next question here. All uh, right. All right. So, Mortem Gamer on Twitch asks... Oh, uh, too many comments. All right. If it were possible, would you prefer the game price uh, increasing or without microtransactions or just stay the same? So, like, 60 bucks, but with microtransactions and season pass and all crap. I would say stay the same without, like, offer me microtransactions. I don't mean I got to pay for it, but I don't want to pay any more for a game because when you buy a lot of games, that's a lot of money. So I could save money yeah. by not buying, spending as much on games. So that's what I would prefer. So if I knew that the microtransactions weren't going to be tied to progression or, you know, a pay-to-win type model, then yeah, I'd rather just have microtransactions in the game and keep paying $60 because then I can choose whether or not I want to buy them. Yeah. But, but if, you know, if not, then you're going to make me want to say, you know, I'd rather just pay more. Yeah. I'd rather pay 60 with microtransactions being like, you know, I can buy them, but it doesn't affect any gameplay. I'm okay with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do have a question now that we did kind of hint at this earlier. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask one, would you guys rather sure. have the microtransactions or ads? microtransactions because again it's my choice and i don't have to you know buy them if i don't want to i would say nobody made me yeah nobody made me buy any of the packs and ultimate team that i bought last year no one <laughs> that's not I, true you made me buy a few <laughs> I didn't. yes he did all right so so for all those listening here's how tyler tyler would like <sighs> take pictures of his tv screen of his like amazing pulls when he's spending $200 and like brag and be like, ha ha ha, look what I got. And you don't have it. So naturally, you know, FOMO over here. No, I has didn't. To, like spend some money. With a gun to his head. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was very rude. Uh, <sighs> so Stephen, I mean, Stephen, I would have thought that you'd have much better discipline than that. And you know where I would have thought you'd learn that? I, well, there was a time I'm not in it yeah. anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. I did have the discipline, but financial discipline was never a thing I was, I was taught. <laughs> <sighs> so. Dang, I keep saying I'm really loud. Hold on, let me turn. I hope, hopefully it wasn't, He's hopefully it wasn't excited. terrible. He's just getting um, excited. Is that up or down? It's hard to tell. Okay. That's down, I think. <laughs> I guess we should work this out before we go live, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you guys love when I yell at you. I hear it all the time. You love my rants. You want me to yell? Uh, no, no. Okay, so second question then, Tyler. Would you rather yeah. the game go up to 75 or stay at 60 with ads? 75. Graham? Uh, give me the ads, I guess. Hey, 
to me, it depends how how many ads and like how intrusive they yeah. are. I I and would annoying. rather pay sixty and have like product placement type ads. You know, like mm-hmm. a character drinking a Coke, because that doesn't affect. Like, I don't see someone drinking like a Pepsi on screen and like, oh, now I crave Pepsi. <laughs> you know, now I'm gonna stop drinking Dr Pepper, right? You know, I don't think that. Uh, it's just here's yeah. I don't. Want here's my you know. Here's my thing. If next gen is all about, and that's it's what's being talked about the most so far. You know, less loading times into the game faster, seamless experience, and then you throw ads at me. Yeah. That completely disrupt all of that. Yeah. I'd rather just pay more for the damage. Yep. Yeah. I, I can and, that too. Yeah. But like I said, if it's like product placement, billboards, like if Spider-Man, you're rolling around New York City and you see an ad for like Coke or a billboard for Boost yeah, Mobile. I don't I'm know. Okay. I see a lot of Boost I'm Mobile. I'm fine with that. I'm more likely to laugh at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like, that's fine. That yeah. is fine with me. I It really... Does, it actually kind of makes it feel more realistic when they have like yes. the fake ads there. Then I'm like, I'm in the yeah. video. Right. right. Uh, but I don't know. All right. I guess we can move on. Probably. Yeah. Let's do like two more. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, uh, Xbox Toss says, will you guys be watching the Witcher Netflix series? Oh, I'll watch it. 100%. Hell yes. yeah, I will. I'm so excited me? for it, actually. I fantasy, love the game. Like, that medieval fantasy is like my favorite uh, time period. And like, I wonder you know what like, I love about it? Are they gonna have like all the ghosts and the werewolf and the demon? Like, oh, I imagine it, it's gonna be really good. I think. I hope it's like so supernatural, I, but in the witch world. Yeah. What I love about it is that it's not based on the books or the games yes. directly, and yeah. it's it, so it has the freedom to do its own thing. And as someone who's not too knowledgeable on either of those things, like I love that. That's what I want, yeah. and hopefully it stops people from just crying constantly because it's not what was in the book. Yeah, I remember. Like, that I think it happened during E3, so we didn't talk about it because, like, we didn't really hit on any news that wasn't at E3. But the Gears of War people said the Gears movie will not be based on any of the like games. It's not going to be Good. retelling. It's just it's going to be its own thing set in that universe, and I think that's smart because then you don't yep. run into the issue of people like being like it didn't match, you know, what I played in the yes. game. He doesn't look anything like Marcus Phoenix, yeah. and just oh, I hate that. I'm, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they're moving that direction because it just gives them so much more freedom to do what they want. So and hopefully tell a better story, and they're not constrained by story guidelines. So I I think it's a much better thing. All right. All right. Last one. last one. All right. This yep. is a Graham question. Okay. All right. Kevril says, "Do you believe Breath of the Wild Two will take place in the same land, or will it somehow change the look of the map? If so, how do you think they'll accomplish this?" Okay, so I've thought about this a little bit. Uh, by a little bit, I mean a lot. So if any of you guys remember Legend Zelda, A Link to the Past, I don't know if other games had it, but they had a light world and dark world. So basically, the dark world is kind of like a reimagining of the light world. Like things have changed, the enemies have changed, like uh, the puzzles are different and stuff like that. I believe there's going to be a dark world and a light world. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the light world's going to be the whole map as it was. And I don't know how many years it's going to take place after, uh, because it's after, obviously. So I think the landscape is going to change, and then it's going to switch to the dark world, where whether you go into portals, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But then I think that's going to change, and then all the dungeons might be in the same kind of locations, but it's going to be like a different way to get there. And I said dungeons, which hopefully they're going to have dungeons. I kind of missed dungeons in the the first one. 
So that's how I think it's going to change, and I think it's going to work amazing, and I'm so excited, and give me 500 shrines. Yes. Oh, 700. 1,000. <laughs> just give me a Zelda the Shrine One million! Game. Be like the Legend of Zelda <laughs> Shrine, Shrine, Shrine. That could be the game, and I'll play that. I love the shrines. The puzzles are so much fun. I love doing them, though. And I think, like, if the shrines were, if I could do the shrines back-to-back, it'd be one of the best puzzle games of all time. Um, Strictly puzzle speaking-wise. But, all right, for me, I hope they change the look of the map. I haven't explored the, like, I haven't beaten the game, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, right? But I have seen a lot of the map, because I've beaten all four Divine Beasts in both the first two playthroughs. I just never went and got Ganon, and then I put it down, and then I come back and... Try it again. This time I will beat Ganon because I'll have Breath of the Wild 2 coming, probably. Uh, but I hope it changes the map because, like, even now, there are places that I haven't explored. And I, you know, and it's still cool, but there's a lot of places I have. And I would like a new thing because for me, the fun in Breath of the Wild is exploring, finding the shrines. And if everything's the same, it it's not it's not going to be a bad game. It'll be still a good game, but it will, it will keep it from being... I mean, it could still be a great game, but it will keep it from being, like, another masterpiece, right, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I hope it, it does have I, – I hope when um, – I guess spoilers because the trailer showed this. I don't think it's a spoiler, but if you really don't want to hear it, skip 10 seconds. But, like, when you know how Ganon comes back at, in the trailer, right, and, like, his eyes light up? I wonder if that's going to be, like, the catalyst and it, it changed the whole world, if that's how they're going to do it. Um, and I think that that would work for me. I'd be okay if that is their explanation that like Ganon resurfacing like changed the land. Yeah, into like Dark World. I think that's well, not a, even Dark World. Too. Like, I, I think you kind of. I feel like you're a little stuck on the link to the past. I just mean just change the whole. You know, mountains might now become ocean or lakes, and lakes might become hills, and hills might become forests, and forests might become mountains. You so know. Change the train. Yeah, I just yeah, but that's what it would. It would open up new like places to explore because it'd be the same world, but the whole terrain would be different. So you you wouldn't ever see the same thing you saw the first time. And it could be the case of like, you know, a city that you might have been in Breath of the Wild now might be ruins. You know, and games have done that before, and I think that's cool because you're like, you know, it, it does the little throwback to it, and you're like, yeah, hey, yeah. I remember exploring it, and now it's just rubble and. That, I think that could be cool. Well, that's kind of like what they did with the Temple of Time, too, right? In Breath of Wild, they had Temple of Time. Is that from Ocarina? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, see. And, yeah. Then, it was, and then it was rubble. And, and, like, yeah, destroyed. and that's, that's a cool throwback to those that played Ocarina of Time and beat it, probably, because I don't know if I ever got there in my playthrough. I might have. But oh, I don't you, remember. It, it's early in the game. So I did, but I don't remember it then. But I don't know. That, like, that, that'd be cool. And that's what I... I just hope it's not kind of what some of the assassins or not the far cry games have done where it's like the same exact landscape just in a different time period um what was it far cry apocalypse not apocalypse um the one that sent them way back into the past so you were like primal i think it was the same map and that kind of changing the time period doesn't really do it you know it doesn't it's not as cool in my opinion I hope they do change the map. I guess that's a long answer to a short question. I'm pretty sure they will. <laughs> Graham and I could do probably yeah. a 30 minute video on this, and maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. Just talk about Breath of the Wild too, but I just hope it comes soon. That's all. I'll so I'll I'll make this easy by deferring to you guys on this because you know yeah I 
You should. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say I don't care as much as you do, but I just you don't know get... enough about it. It's gonna be out for Metroid Prime Four. You need to give let, that game a chance, Tyler. Let it be noted. Yeah, I know. But all right, all right, all, all right. right. That does it for questions. And thanks everybody who submitted questions. Really appreciate that. And as a reminder, just by submitting questions to be right on the show, you are entered into our monthly giveaway that we do once every single month. Uh, we did count last week. Is there not last week? The last episode is that. And because we did do seven giveaways on that episode. So speaking of giveaway. Yeah, yeah speaking of giveaways, say. we do have a Patreon one to do tonight. Yep. So Steve, why don't you uh, go ahead and announce that winner before we go ahead and wrap up and get out of here? Yeah. So Sean Cusack, you are the lucky winner. Um, we will reach out to you. That's how Patreon giveaways work. And you'll have an opportunity every single week. So if you didn't win this week, you don't have to wait a whole month, you just have to wait a week uh for all our patrons. So Sean Cusack will reach out to you. Congratulations on winning. You can pick the console of your choice, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, like we have a lot of new stuff on Patreon. Uh, so go check it out. It, or a lot of, like, we changed the way our Patreon is run. We think it's a little better. Uh, let us know mm-hmm. what you guys think, both our patrons and non patrons, um, what you guys kind of want to see. And yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. And thank you for being a supporter of the show. And if you want to be part of the community, we'd appreciate it if you do that. A couple ways to do it. You can head over to Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums there, uh, to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub there. And through either of those places, you can get a link to our Discord, where we have a lot of good conversation going on with our community. Uh, if you would like to support the show, we'd uh, love to have you do that as well. A couple different ways. Again, Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub there. If you're an Amazon Primer, we get a free Twitch Prime somebody use every single month. And if you choose to spend that on us, we'd uh, really, really appreciate that. Helps us provide a, uh, better content. Uh, have better equipment to give you a better show and lets us go to events like E3 and others. So uh, other one, Patreon, patreon.com slash gaming hub for as little as $2 a month to get bonus content. And we're going to be doing one uh, bonus episode every month for patrons and other stuff uh, as well going in there. But that one bonus episode uh, locked in for sure. uh, That is just for patrons uh, but all mainline episodes will stay free for everyone. But uh, for as little as $5 a month, you get that and a lot more all the way up to $25 if you choose to support us there. Yep. So, and speaking of Patreon, yep. uh, part of our new new thing is for all those that are above a certain level, they get their name shouted out. So yeah. we would like to give special thanks and a huge shout out to Anthony Bubsby, uh, or Busby, Carlos Alv Williams, uh, Grant Pfeiffer, and Graham Wynn. Oh, and also, yep. sorry, Casey Wright and Damian Sutefsky. Sorry, it's yep. it's in a spreadsheet, and uh, I, when <laughs> I was scrolling, I missed. So, yeah, but thank you, guys. We really appreciate We appreciate all our patrons. We appreciate everyone who just listens to the show. Yes. Uh, we love all of you guys, but those the patrons we shout out, like, we we really cannot stress this enough. Like, without you guys, we probably wouldn't have gone to E3. It is, it's not cheap. We have to fly. No. Some of us have to fly all the way from Anaheim, California to Los Angeles. <laughs> very, very far. Uh, no, but Graham flying from Toronto and Tyler from uh, wherever he lives. Yeah, Minnesota. that one. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. we'll fly over state. No, but without <laughs> you guys, like we couldn't afford to go to E3. So we, we highly, highly, highly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we appreciate anyone who, you know, just watches us and listens to us. We love all you guys. And join our communities. We'd love to have you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to just talk. We just shoot the crap half the time. Uh, and 
I mm-hmm. quite enjoy that. So if, if that sounds interesting to yes. you, you know. He he enjoys it as long as you're in the right channel. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Popo. Popo is uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, me. And you, you will get hit with those sirens if you're in the wrong place. Yep. But, you know. All right. Guys, let's wrap this up and get out of here because it is the 4th of July and uh, there's going to be some fireworks starting soon and I have a dog that's going to be crisis from that occurring so i don't want everybody to have to hear the fireworks or my dog losing his mind so we're gonna wrap this up and get out of here sounds good but uh this has been episode number 170 we'll be back next week with 171 until then everybody have a great week uh for graham and tyler uh, or graham and steven i am tyler <laughs> saying thank you so much still getting back in the uh getting the hang of it but thank you so much, and we'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Have a great week, everybody. Yep. Take care, everyone. Happy Bye. Fourth of July. You might have just heard a firework go off there. Just...